Be sure to tune in to Tamina Talks Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much more. On her radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration law or our notable immigrants themselves. Check out Tamina Talks Immigration Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've tuned in on your radio at 1250 AM, thank you for doing that. If you have tuned in on your website, live on uh, www.desi1250am.com, thank you for joining us. And if you didn't know, we are live on Facebook at Tamina Talks Immigration Radio Show, right on Facebook. There we are. Hello. And we have a fantastic guest here. This is Councilman Tim Burgess. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so grateful. Thanks for having me. And um, friends, if you, listeners, if you've uh, tuned in and you want to make sure your family and friends do not miss out on this wonderful conversation, please let them know. So just a reminder, Tamina Talks Immigration is all about immigration news, updates, and laws, and there's so much to talk about, particularly in 2017. If you have questions or comments, you can definitely call us um, at the show at 844 844- 301-1250-844-301-1250 and you can email us at contact at desi1250am.com or at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com A reminder that we do have a Facebook page, Tamina Talks Immigration um, radio show. Please do um, like that page so you can be interactive and hear about all the shows coming up and archived shows as well. We have about 10,000 likes already, which is fantastic. That's great. That's, that's more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never, I didn't think we'd have 10,000, so that's it's fantastic. Um, you know, uh, before we dive into the conversation with Councilman Tim Burgess, um, a, a big um, uh, condolences to the UK friends and family and everybody that is in Manchester who were um, affected by the heartbreaking terrorist activity out there at the, the concert. Um, you know, you may know I'm from the UK. It's, it hit hard listening to what happened out there. Um, it was in Manchester and about, I think the death toll has gone up to 22 and uh, people injured are about 59 or 60 and a lot of them were children. It's just, just heartbreaking. So everybody out there, we, we're thinking of you and our prayers are with you. If you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration with um, Council Member Tim Burgess today. Um, before I start speaking with him, I wanted to make sure that you all know about him, listeners. Um, he, Tim Burgess was, uh, Council Member Tim Burgess was first elected in 2007. Um, he was re-elected in 2011 and then in 2015. He chairs the Council's Affordable Housing, Neighborhoods and Finance Committee and formerly chaired the Public Safety, Education and Budget Committees. He was Council President in 2014 to 2015. A Seattle native, Councilman Burgess, has been involved in local community and government matters for the past 48 years. He brings a diversity of experience to the City Council, having worked as a journalist, Seattle police officer and detective, global anti-poverty worker and small business owner. He chaired uh, chaired his neighborhood community council and served 12 years on the city's ethics and elections commission. These life experiences have helped to shape 
Councilmember Burgess's worldview and have convinced him of the power of the people to create positive change. He grew up on Capitol Hill and attended Lincoln High School and the University of Washington. He and his wife of 38 years, Jolene, and their three daughters, all are graduates of Seattle Public Schools. Uh, they are residents of the Queen Anne neighborhood. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's it's such an honor to meet somebody who actually grew up in Seattle because there aren't a lot of you <laughs> here anymore. Yeah, we're dying <laughs> off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, the amount of experience, yeah, I mean, every type of career you have is it, it's just so different. Um, as, as my daughters tease me, I have, uh, they'll either say I have a checkered past when they're <laughs> mad at me or a eclectic uh, past. Oh, that's but, funny. Uh, I like you know, the it, checkered It's past. interesting. Yes. Every, <laughs> every job I've had has actually prepared me for the next one. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and uh, very fortunate uh, to have grown up in this great city and being able to serve the people and give back has, has been truly um, an honor and also very humbling. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, you've been an exemplary le leader, and uh, you know I think all of us who are in leadership positions look up to you and learn from everything that you've done. So thank you for everything you have done. I have so many questions for you. I hope we don't run out of time. Um, you know, you have been in a city council member for over ten years now, and. Immigration issues are right now a hot topic, but has it ever been as, as hot a topic as it is now? Well, the intensity might be a little more now, and there's certainly a lot of focus uh, because of what the president has done. Um, but it, this is not a new issue in Seattle. Uh, you know, almost a quarter of our population are foreign-born in the city, and these are individuals and families who um, make significant contributions to our community culturally, economically, um, and you know, by and large, these are great neighbors to have in our city. Um, and several years ago, we we saw an influx of uh, refugees uh, coming from um, South Asia and Africa, primarily. Uh, and I introduced an ordinance to create the city's Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs, modeled after what New York City had done, uh, because we wanted to be more intentional, if you will, more purposeful in how we were welcoming um, immigrants and refugees to our city. So the city council has been uh, dealing with this issue for a number of years, uh, but you're right, it's, it's certainly more intense right now. You know, I just want to pick up on something you said because I didn't know that you had introduced the ordinance to create the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing that. That Having that office in place at this moment in history has actually been crucial. And I just didn't know you were the genesis of it. So thank you so much. Yeah, we, we did that back uh, during the McGinn administration. And when Mayor Murray came into office, he, um, through his first budget, uh, added additional funds and additional staff to that office to make sure that they were fully prepared to deal with uh, the influx of, of immigrants and refugees in our city. So I have some specific immigration questions to ask, but it just occurs to me, I've been in the U.S. since 2005, and I have seen uh, our community, downtown Seattle particularly, become so diverse. And obviously it's been during the time that you have been uh, in office. Um, 
what have you seen different uh, different from year to year in the work that you've done because the diversity has grown? Well, first of all, a belated welcome to America. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for crossing the pond <laughs> and coming over to our side. Um, um, I think that, you know, the, uh, people want to immigrate to the United States. And um, we, we, in the minds of many people, are still this land of opportunity. Um, and that's good. We, we like that. Um, and I think for cities like Seattle, it's just critically important uh, that, that we make sure we are a welcoming city to these individuals and help them get established and uh, get their, their feet on the ground. And um, it, it, we're all better off as a result of it. And, you know, the whole issue of immigration is complicated for sure. And there are people on many sides of that issue. But if you look at the academic literature and you study um, what immigrants have done for the United States, it is in all of our best interests, including our Republican friends, uh, to welcome immigrants to America. Uh, they are a positive, wholesome contribution to our culture and to our success as a nation. Well, you know, well, well said. Um, you know, you have continued championing immigration issues to actually spot co-sponsoring a bill um, recently. Tell us a little bit about that. So Councilmember uh, Lorena Gonzalez and I got together and in light of what the Trump administration was threatening to do initially and then actually started doing, uh, we felt that it was important that um, immigrants uh, who were appearing in front of the federal immigration courts would have the opportunity to have a lawyer present with them. Um, as Americans, we're all aware that we have a constitutional right to be represented by an attorney when we're in the criminal courts, but that representation does not extend to the immigration courts. And so you have individuals appearing there who uh, may not understand the system, may not understand what's happening, especially children and young adults. Um, and so we created a $1 million a year fund to uh, help provide that legal assistance to individuals who live in Seattle or work in Seattle to be able to make certain that they have an attorney with them. And individuals who are represented by an experienced attorney in the immigration courts uh, have a much, much higher um, success rate in proving their uh, eligibility to remain in the country uh, and not to be deported and for families not to be torn apart. Uh, so it, it makes sense from a humanitarian moral perspective, but it also makes sense just in the, in the context of the rule of law and making sure that everyone has a fair hearing uh, in our courts, whether it's the immigration courts or, or our criminal courts. Well, thank you for being a champion on that issue. You know, there was a full council hearing, and I rallied up a lot of my colleagues from AILA, and we all went and testified. Um, and did a good job. Well, thank you. Yeah. I was going to ask you, well, other than the lawyers, there were other people there. Um, what's, what was compelling about these testimonies that you guys heard? I think what's compelling is when you listen to the personal stories, the, in, in essence, the eyewitness accounts of people um, you know, I often put myself in their shoes. What, what would I be 
feeling? What would I be experiencing if I was standing in front of an immigration court judge, uh, especially if I didn't fully understand exactly what was going on and what the rules were, what the process was? Um, that would be a horrifying experience. And the federal government is represented by uh, Department of Justice lawyers. Uh, so we just felt, uh, especially Councilmember Council Gonzalez felt that that these individuals should also have legal representation so that they would understand the process, they would understand their rights. And, you know, the history in the last few years shows if they have a lawyer, uh, they're more likely to be successful. And by successful, I mean they will establish that they have eligibility to remain in the country. We're not, we're not trying to give them an advantage. We're not trying to say that, you know, the the federal attorneys uh, are right or wrong. We're just wanting to make sure that there's fair representation uh, for these immigrants. Well, you know that all of you council members had unanimously passed the bill right there. I wasn't, yes. I'd never been to one of these before, so it was quite an experience for me. And I think all of us AILA lawyers who were there and walked out very proud and grateful that you took this unprecedented step for our, our region, really. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much. So what happens next? So a bill has passed and yes. it was signed by Mayor Murray a week yes. or two after that. Yes. So our role as council members is essentially finished for now. We provided the budget authorization for the $1 million. And the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs is now going through an award process where uh, they've received application from nonprofit organizations uh, that have legal expertise and experience uh, to be awarded these funds. And that should happen in early June and the monies will be dispensed and lawyers will start appearing side by side with immigrants in the immigration courts. Fantastic, it occurs to me to ask you this, there's a $1 million budget for this fund. How long does it go on for? Is it year on year or how does that work? Well, it will definitely go until the fund is depleted. Okay. Um, and I fully expect when we get close to that point, the council will authorize additional funds. I think the concept and the idea is that this would be kind of like a revolving fund uh, and we would be able to continue providing these services into the future. Wonderful. Um, you know, who, who will be the people that could use these funds? Who will be the recipients and beneficiaries? So people, uh, to qualify, to get this legal representation, they either must live inside the boundaries of the city of Seattle, so Seattle residents, or they must work in the city. Um, and, you know, they will go to organizations like Northwest Immigrant Rights Project, like you or whoever is providing services to these individuals. And if they qualify, then the city funds can be used to provide them with the legal uh, representation and legal navigation services to just kind of basically hold their hand through the process and make sure that they uh, successfully navigate the process. That's that's fantastic, and I cannot wait to hear um, from people who will be the first beneficiaries of this. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we get to hear from them in due course. Well, yes, exactly, and you know, many of them um, could be individuals who've actually lived and worked in the United States for a long time, mm -hmm. and through uh, some activity, either by federal officers or. Uh, others, they've they've been picked up and they will appear in front of the immigration courts. And again, these individuals, like all Americans, deserve representation when they're standing before the federal courts. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it occurs to me to ask you something, and I don't know if you can share this, listeners, uh, myself included. I don't know what happens when the bill is actually drafted and how it gets to the full council. Um, can you talk us talk to us a little bit about what goes on? So yes, and usually, and this was the case with this piece of legislation. Uh, there's a prime sponsor, and that was Lorena Gonzalez, and she came to me because I'm the budget chair and shared her idea and I immediately said absolutely I will co-sponsor this with you so she was the lead and uh, you know the bill is drafted it's reviewed by the city attorney's office to make sure that it's technically correct and it's shared with the budget office uh, to make sure they don't have objections and that we're allocating funds correctly Uh, and then we start walking the halls with our colleagues uh, and making sure we we count noses that's how we refer to it to make sure we have a majority of council members who will vote yes Um, and in this particular case that was relatively easy council members had questions about how will the funds be administered how will we know that they will be used appropriately Uh, we answered those questions we we have some protections in the legislation to make sure that happens Um, we also worked with mayor murray and um, made certain that he Uh, had his questions answered, and he was early on uh, very supportive of of this move, Uh, and that's important. We don't want the mayor to veto (laughs) something, Uh, and he was very supportive and encouraging, and uh, as you you mentioned, uh, it was unanimously adopted and then signed by the mayor. Yeah, well, that's a a great insight to have. Um, And and I might say, sorry for interrupting. Councilmember Gonzalez has has a unique uh, and, and powerful story about her own motivation. Uh, being a, a daughter of immigrants to the United States, um, growing up in eastern Washington in Grandview, just southeast of Yakima, um, living the life of, uh, of an immigrant child and, and growing up here, um, it's just a powerful representation of what we're talking about. And she is very good in sharing her perspective and sharing her background and her family story, um, which I know gave her a lot of personal motivation to, to do this and advance this. Yeah, well, you know, I'm grateful to her. And listeners, if you didn't know, and I haven't actually shared it yet, um, I've been able to get on her calendar. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> so, you should have her on. So C- Councilwoman yeah. uh, Gonzalez will be on our show in the next few weeks. I can't remember the date yet, but she's on the calendar. So she will be here, listeners. So mark your calendar. They will make sure that you know about the date um, soon after this show so that you can make sure that you don't miss it. So we don't have too much time left. I would love to talk about yourself. I mean, mm. you've been such a, an exemplary leader in the community, but you're going to step down soon, and it's going to be a great loss for us mm. because you, you have championed so many issues. What's next for you? Um, well, w- w- Jolene and I don't know that. I mean, we've, we've consciously said that we're not going to make any decisions about the future until I've left the council, um, and we're going to travel for uh, a month or so, uh, and we'll figure that out. Um, we will remain in Seattle and very involved in the community. Next year, the uh, Seattle Preschool Program levy comes up for reconsideration and renewal by the voters of Seattle. I will definitely be involved in that effort to make sure that that is renewed. 
Um, so we'll be around and um, we'll continue to give back to this great city. Well, thank you so much for everything you've done. Our listeners are probably listening to you for the first time. I'm not sure about everybody on the, on the show, but we would love to hear some parting words from you. What would you say to a new immigrant here, somebody who's been here forever? Mm-hmm. What, what would you tell them? What should they be doing with their lives? You well, have been an uh, example of community organizing and community leadership. Sure. I think I would say to any immigrant, you, you ought to make sure you get on a path to citizenship uh, and that you achieve that because public service is um, something that is extremely important and valued. Uh, maybe not valued as much as it used to be, but it should be restored to that uh, level of value. It is a high calling. And as a citizen, um, you could run for my seat on the city council you could run for mayor, you could run for the school board or the fire district, whatever uh, you want to do, but being able to contribute through the public process, through public service um, is, is extremely rewarding and it's an honor to serve the people in that capacity. So get on that path to citizenship and then once you achieve that, you can start uh, giving back to this great city, this great country that we, we all cherish and love. Well, thank you so much. Listeners, this was Council Member Tim Burgess um, on Tamina Talks Immigration and sharing some invaluable insights about being on the City Council as well as talking about some immigration um, issues that he had championed and a reminder that he was behind the creation of the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs that you know we have had on the show several times and talked about some of their work. Um, and of course, he is behind the, the bill that became law, created a legal fund for $1 million uh, to help immigrants with their cases in, in immigration courts. And, you know, if you are somebody who needs help, whether it's for your citizenship application or, or, or anything else, keep an eye on what's going on. Go to the website for the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. Uh, there are some legal clinics coming up soon, so make sure that you find out about those. And um, some parting words from council member was get on a path to citizenship. Make sure that you um, understand that public service is extremely important and valued and it is a, something of high calling. And if you become a citizen, you will be able to take part in those. So Listeners, if you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration with Councilmember Tim Burgess. We're about to sign off, um, but there are some immigration issues that are very important to understand. The Department of Justice and the uh, Attorney General Sessions had released a memo uh, yesterday talking about what sanctuary cities are. And of course, I haven't even talked to, uh, to, to Councilmember about that, another hot topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the memo uh, has a very narrow definition of what sanctuary cities are. And I will talk about that next week when we are on air again. Uh, We do have a wonderful guest next week and um, we'll be able to uh, talk about all sorts of issues then. So if you have any questions, comments, you can continue to email us. In the meantime, the email at the studio is contact at desi 1250 AM. And of course, my email at the firm is info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. We're about to sign off here. So thank you so much. Um, you know, Councilmember Tim Burgess, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for and having me. Of course. And thank you for everything you've done over the years. And good luck with everything that you do in the future. And bye-bye, everybody who tuned in. And we will be here again next week, Tuesday. Bye-bye.
Be sure to tune in to Tamina Talks Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much more. On her radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out Tamina Talks Immigration Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on Desi 1250 a.m. Radio that listens to you.